0: I'd like to read from chapter 17. Start reading at verse 9. I do not de- demand concerning the world, but concerning those whom thou hast given me. For they are thine, and all that is mine is thine, and all that is thine mine. And I am glorified in them, and I am no longer in the world. And these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep them in thy name which thou hast given me, that they may be one as we. When I was with them, I kept them in thy name. Those thou hast given me, I have guarded, and not one of them has perished, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now I come to thee, these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. And I have given them thy word, And the world has hated them because they are not of the world, as I am not of the world. I do not demand that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them out of evil. They are not of the world as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world, and I sanctify myself For them, that they also may be sanctified by truth. I do not demand for these only, but also for those who believe on me through their word. That they may be all one, as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. And that they also may be one in us, as that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. Luke chapter 22 Luke chapter 22 and verse 31 And the Lord said, Simon Simon, behold, Satan has demanded to have you to sift you as wheat that I have besought for thee that by faith fail not and thou, when once thou hast been restored confirm thy brethren I've thought about this prayer of the Lord in John chapter 17, a lot over the last two years or so. It's not, of course, described as a prayer, but it's evident by what is said that it is a prayer. It's perhaps one of the most intimate passages in the scripture, because it's the Lord Jesus speaking to his Father most intimately. And the fact that there were those there to hear it, I think, is very, very precious. I've particularly been thinking of it in relation to the fact that the Lord doesn't ask we should be those that love him, specifically of course those that he was with at this time, but by extension ourselves as is made clear at the end of the passage that we read that we should be kept out of the world but we should be kept out of evil. Now that's something that I find Very, very precious. The Lord Jesus himself has prayed to his Father Mm. that that may be so. We've thought already tonight, as Phil's drawn our attention to, the contradiction of wickedness that the Lord Jesus had to contend with, those that hated him. Mm. And it will be perfectly evident that those who love the Lord Jesus and want to follow him will feel outcasts in a world that has hated him. We don't need to look very far in the world to realise that the Lord is still a rejected one. Mm-hmm. Already had our attention drawn to the fact that oops, that Christianity is described as a minority religion. But of course in many ways true Christianity has probably been in the minority for a long time. There, mm-hmm. But there was a certain profession of Christianity that marked this country. Mm. The laws that were made were based on Christian principles, godly principles. Mm. Principles that we knew we all understand were right. Mm. But we can see how actively the enemy because let's face it, that's who it is that is operating, it is the enemy of our souls. He may use men as his agents, but They are being used by the enemy to not only overthrow what is of God, but to bring in laws which are utterly opposed to what is right and what is according to his will. And we of course can pray about it, that's perhaps our part, but I just feel encouraged that the Lord has prayed for all those that that he has, that all those that um, the Lord has in the world. And he didn't pray, as I said, to take us out of the world. Many of us would probably like to leave this scene. Of course, it's a good thing to have that as a quickening in our heart if we, if we truly want to see the Lord face to face. But it's we perhaps think of it in terms of escape. But the Lord doesn't pray that we would be taken out of the world, but he prays that we will be kept out of evil. Now that's something that I think is very, very encouraging in the present time, because we can find ourselves contaminated by all that is around us. We can find ourselves dragged away. But the Lord has prayed for us. Let us take courage in that, dear brethren. Let us... Sees hold of that. He has prayed to his mm. God and Father mm. as to it. Mm. And if he's prayed for it, it will happen. That's why I read about Peter. Because here's Simon Peter. I mean, that that prayer in John 17 is perhaps a collective prayer. But this prayer was for Simon Peter himself. Mm. And the Lord Jesus says, I mean, it says here... I have besought for thee, but the in the authorised translation it says I have prayed for thee, and beseeching and prayer I think are pretty much a similar sort of thing. It's it's a um, an intimate speaking to his God and Father, and he spoke specifically for Simon Peter, mm-hmm. but he doesn't pray that he won't fail. He prays that his faith. Will not fail. Mm. Now we all know the path that Peter was taken on and how grievously he failed. We're all aware of that, but it says, And when once thou hast been restored, Mm -hmm. confirm my brethren. And I think we get the preciousness of the restoration that, that took place right at the beginning of. Peter, think of that, how he starts his, his epistle. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through resurrection of Jesus Christ from among the dead. Peter had been restored to that relationship and I just find that that's a real encouragement to me in the present day. When we think of, all that is going on, we think of all that has come in over the past couple of years and all that is going on around us. And yet, the Lord would not only pray for us collectively, he would pray for those, those of us individually. Just like he prayed for Peter. And when thou hast been restored, confirm thy brethren. Well, not only was he restored, but he was given a task to do. Well, it's a fine thing if Mm. uh, after passing through exercise we can actually confirm one another and encourage one another in the things of the Lord Jesus. Mm. Let us find, dear brethren, the the exercises that we have passed through over the past couple of years particularly, but indeed all throughout our lives. There's undoubtedly been exercises all throughout our lives. Mm. Let us see what we can, what we have what we have stored up that we can share with with one another and therefore encourage one another in relation to not only the present time but the time that the Lord leaves us here. Mm. Because he's coming for us, let us hold that of course in our hearts. Mm. <clears throat> let us hold the coming of the Lord Jesus in our hearts when he will be rightly honoured in this scene because Mm. that will take place the same as all these other things Mm. have taken place it will take place Mm. but it will take place at the appointed time Mm. let us not be discouraged by the length of time it takes or what happens around us Mm. let us be encouraged that these things will take place but they'll Mm. take place at the appointed time Mm. well a few scattered thoughts but i just commend them to the brethren, just for consideration and hopefully encouragement, so that we might be able to build one another up in the most holy things of our Lord Jesus Christ, for his name's sake. Amen. Amen. Amen.